Welcome to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard here with Alex Keery. Hey! Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. It's a miracle. Another I can hear great, Ethan. I know. Uh, two, two days in a row. Really, amazing. really strong connection Look, on I'm my just part. Gonna say, I'm just going to say... Every day I can hear your voice. It's just another great day. I mean, look, I just I don't know how long this whole thing's going to last, Ethan. Not just the Nightside Project, but this this earthly shell that we all have. So <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know how long it's going to last, man. So in the spirit of that, I want to say, if I didn't say it yesterday, you do a pretty good job sometimes. Hey, thanks, thanks, and and I just uh, and I just want to say, Alex, that you are perfectly <laughs> adequate to the job, and I've always said that. <laughs> yes, sir. I've always represented that to Kevin. I think it's still. Oh, so hey, I appreciate that. Uh, I was telling somebody today, they're like, "Do you guys love doing the Nightside Project?" And then I had another person say, "Now tell me the history of the Nightside Project." And I said, oh, "Really?" And I said, "The history is long and sordid, but the the." the the cliff notes Shorted is correct. <laughs> the cliff notes version version is uh <clears throat> let me see. So June 2006 the Nightside project officially goes on the air. You right. and I you and I are working on it in different roles but then start hosting in November of 2007. Right. And then uh all the way up until August of 2016 when we were taken off the air for a a uh, an inferior product. And that's fine. Uh, and then here we are we now. Moved to the po- but that's when we moved to the podcast. That's right. And yeah. then I was, and then, uh, and that since that product is now uh, gone the wayside, and that's fine. But I want to say this: when they went, when they asked me about it, they go, "Well, you guys just seem like you have so much fun." I said, "Yeah, you know why? Because we haven't been air checked since 2016, and that's what's <laughs> great about this, Ethan. Is that is that's our new nightside motto: not air checked since 2016." <laughs> Not a lot of time and even less accountability. Yes, and That's so I want I, I really love that a bit. We've got a lot to talk about, Ethan. We have we do. Uh, some things to get to. And I want to talk about this story and how um, and by the way, you can always join the conversation and we need you to join the conversation on this evening's show uh concerning this next topic and that is what kind of mask enforcer are you? Because Dan Rascone did a story last night on KSL 5 television and it was awesome because it uh, well not not the part about people assaulting each other but this idea of the police having to warn you not to be a uh, a mask enforcer at least yeah, to, to, to this degree here's what happened uh, uh, up in Park City to get uh, the get the law enforcement officials going up there a 47 year old Taylorsville woman says she was assaulted by a man for not wearing a mask she says it happened right when she entered the store. Basically approached her, started screaming at her, and, and said, uh, thanks for wearing a mask. She did not have a mask on. Oh, sarcasm. Police say the man then rammed his cart into her cart several times. The victim told investigators the impact injured her back. We are investigating this as an assault. <laughs> That's the second time you've touched me. Unfortunately, violence over the wearing a face mask is not uncommon. Cases across the country have popped up. People have even been shot over it. Yeah. Ethan, <laughs> I just love the idea of, ah, oh, my back! <laughs> Look, I don't doubt, 
I don't doubt that it was traumatic. It, my my understanding is it aggravated a, an injury she already had uh, really. from from previous uh, <clears throat> previous cart ramming. I know from but previous street brawls at Walmart. Here's, here's what I wanted to ask you was when you because it's going to happen and it has happened to, to a degree. I think all of us have have come across people who are not wearing masks in places that they probably should. Now, most of the time, I'm in a place where I can be socially distant from that person. So I I, I tend to not care. Well, I'll tell you, Alex, I I have thought about this a little bit. I thought about it a little bit. I thought, you know, what I step in at one point. And since I first thought about it, uh, I have not adjusted my views whatsoever. And that is I will 100% never, (laughs) ever step in. And uh, try and enforce a mask right. rule. Right, and that's now, that's, well, that's a strict uh, that's I'll, a strict policy you have of never intersecting with other human beings. I though. just don't. I don't want to get involved in that because you know. I mean, you know, it's, like he said, people have been shot over it, right? I mean, you get people that are passionate about it. I mean. Who knows? I mean, you might if you try and get up in their face about it, they could put a they could pull a gun on you. Well, the and, the, the classic assault the move, deal. the classic assault move by somebody confronted about it is they they tend to get loud, but then they also do the coughing on you. Have you and seen they, that and move? And they lick things. Yes, That's been they start, weird. yes. So so let me ask you this because I think that there probably could be. And let's let's this is why I wanted to involve the texters on this. And you can hit us with the text, five seven five zero zero Utah Community Credit Union text line. Mm-hmm. I want you to I want you to what's a uh, what what is a good what's a good space for you to be able never, to go? There's hey, never there any is. space. If you, no, if, there's if, not. What if you walk by somebody? Would you tell a, a, a Walmart employee to go tell somebody? Or what if you just no. said from a distance, Mm-mm, "Hey, just letting you know, Walmart Walmart is is making no, us all wear masks." No, man, now. look, it's not my job to enforce Walmart policy. And here's the deal, and and we've known this, all right? Look, we know this because we live in a in a in a big society with a lot of different kinds of people and a lot of different points of view. All right. There are always people who do not participate in the way that they should. Right. There are people who refuse to vaccinate. There are people who refuse to do this and that. And and at a certain point, we kind of have to let them. Right. And as long as for the most part, everyone else is doing what they should. There are always going to be those few annoying people who are not. And I don't think there's anything to do about it. If Walmart wants to do something about it, fine. But otherwise, I think the rest of us just have to accept it as, hey, this is part of life. That guy's a jerk. He's going to get away with it because we're all masked up. Mm-hmm. But we just have to just ignore him. Okay. Let him do his thing. And I honestly, firmly believe that is the best policy for so many of the things that drive us crazy Look, in our society. Ethan's we just have a... to be able to say, you know what? This is That dude's doing it. He's obviously not right about it. But the rest of us are being careful. The rest of us are doing it right. So it's okay. It's okay. Okay. So 57500. Would you tell somebody in public, "Hey, you need to like you need to uh, you need to wear a mask," or would you do it from like a distance? And say, "Hey, man, mask up." Hashtag mask up. Is as there you're, an appropriate- as you're driving past is, <laughs> at sixty miles an hour? <laughs> no, I just mean like you're you're in the store and you walk by and and you just and you do the whole look. I can I I can, I am look ninety six percent of the time the person that I walk by at the store I will be taller than and bigger than. Right. So what about physical intimidation? Put on your mask, man. You know, like <laughs> I'll tell you I don't when know. I might. I'll tell you when I might intervene, and because I've actually thought about this because I've I've watched all these videos. I love street fight videos. 
I will watch them. <laughs> you all do? Day. Oh my gosh! I what do you love mean Street Fighter? What do you mean like just uh, that? videos of people? Kimbo like, Slice from like 2004. No, 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 what nothing, are you talking no, about? No, I, I'm not talking about MMA or anything like that. Oh, I'm you're talking, talking about, about Karens getting I'm out. I'm talking about people. Talking about, there's a there's a whole subreddit called Public Freakout, and it's no, amazing. Yes, people I'm talking getting about, mad about stuff. Yes, yes, I'm, that's exactly what I'm talking. I'm talking I love about it normal too. people just on the worst day of their life. Yes. Something they snap. I love those videos. Now. um and so I've thought about this. I thought, well, would I intervene to help someone? Like, let's say, oh, let's say a Costco employee confronts someone, and says, "Hey, sir, it's our policy; you got to wear a mask." And right. He gets aggressive. Uh huh. Would I intervene? Like, would I step in to defend? And I think that's a different question. Now that now that's interesting. I, because some... you're, you know you're stepping in to to defend someone. Right. 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 Or somebody who says, "Hey, will you wear a mask?" And then the person gets in their face. Yeah, I mean that's a general. Just like, would you try to break up a fight? You know, in in general, my answer is yes. If I mm-hmm. if I saw that it would, could be something, uh, you know, over there, I I would be I would be comfortable stepping in and going, hey guys, we can't do this. Take it out, take it outside with your masks off. All right. Uh, <clears throat> here's one. It says, I'm the guy not wearing one. But I'm 250. I'm 250 pounds. Most people don't confront me. Well, I think I think most people don't confront anyone. anybody. Yeah, yeah. D- despite because if somebody is a confrontational type, they don't care what you look like. They go, "Excuse me, excuse you." Yeah, right. Like gonna, that's that's their that's their vibe. Mm-hmm. How about this one? I love this one. When I see non-mask wearers, I shame them with my most powerful mom glare. Oh, which mom I, glare. Which I have improved. Since my mouth is covered, yeah, because boy. so mom glare, mm. mom glare over the mask cover that might get you because we've all gotten that before, and it yeah, might snap knows you, mom right? It might snap yeah. you back to, it. and that's a good because it's non-confrontational in a different way, and it's uh, and it gets the message across, and everybody respects the group that is known as the moms who will give you the mom glare. All right, let's take our first break here. We, can I hit one other text? You bet, absolutely. It's apparently, there's a kayak come uh, a kayak. <laughs> A kayak, kayak frog. A kayak has come <laughs> off a car on I-15 northbound in Bountiful, about 400 north. So watch out for that. That just came in. I think I understood that right because it was kayak. phrased a little bit awkwardly. I, but well, it was funny because it, it sounds like it, it, it sounds like they were they were doing the running commentary. Kayak comes off car, and boom goes the dynamite. Mm-hmm. Like Maybe you're saying kayak the ki- kayak. Boy, I'm just going to stop. The kayak. <laughs> no one knows what a kayak I'm just gonna is. Stop. I'm is just that gonna Romanian? Let it, let it is go. that what a thing is? No, I don't know. Right. I think it's a stroke. I'm let, just going to let it go. <laughs> I'm going to let this stroke go. We're going to come back. We'll take your text, 57500. Uh, when we return, I don't know if you know this, but July 22nd, July 22nd has a very significant uh, date right here in the state of Utah and in the southern part of Idaho. So you're going to want – I just want to say this. Ethan – I love you, buddy. All right? Okay. If I haven't said it but, enough, I love you. Okay? Oh, We're taking the break. We're coming back. More I love to go. You too. The Nightside Project continues on KSL News Radio. We're all friends here. The Nightside Project on KSL News Radio. All right. Welcome back. I'm Ethan Millard. He's Alex Keery. And Alex, we got a great text here that I, I thought just made such a great point. Oh, uh, what is it? I said, why wouldn't you wear a mask? You can dump a pack of M&Ms in there and slowly eat them like a horse. I'll be wearing a mask <laughs> even after the pandemic just for that. You know what? Excellent. Um, that's what, that's what ant, the big anti-mask movement people are going to do. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not going to wear your feed bag. <laughs> that's what they're going to. That's what they're going to label it so that you don't. You know. You don't. Uh, you don't keep running with that. I wear a feed yeah, bag, man. Listen, I put sunflower seeds in there. I basically wear a feed bag all day as it is, and so it's my hands. <laughs> exactly right. This one says, but now hold on a minute. I want more info on the guy who flipped out. Did he lose a loved one to the virus? Was there a reason he flipped out? Uh, Park City Police say they have not found said individual, um, yeah. but they're looking into the possibility of assault. And I thought, well, well obviously, that that's the going too far part. That's what I don't want. But what I'm saying is, is if you're in public and everybody else is wearing the mask and you're at a, and you're at a place where they have uh, required the mask, then do you say something to the person who's uh, not wearing a mask? And the answer is obviously no, you don't. I'm I'm not you the, I'm not the type either that would ever do it. I'm just um, and people are accusing us of why would you your my my medical my medical condition is of, is of no concern to you. Don't you dare say something to me about it. Others getting mad about it. Look, all I'm saying is we agree. Don't we agree? I agree with you. No, I would no, never be the person the who police. I would never ram somebody else's cart uh because uh, because I had some feeling. What's going on at your house right now? My phone's ringing. You know people people know you have this gig, right? Apparently not my brother. And here's the... <laughs> Did you not inform the Nightside Project came back for a third run? <laughs> no, he... <laughs> I, I'm sure he knows. He's not in the same time zone. We don't share a time zone, so he might just okay. not have been paying attention. Uh, there's Ethan's so. little slight. Hey, I just want to mm-hmm. let you know, again, I've been, I've been particularly uh, complimentary of Ethan uh, today because today might be the last day of... All of us here on planet Earth. And I yes. wanted just to let Ethan know, and Rachel, Jeremy, all the people within the sound of my voice, you are loved. And I'm going to miss you guys because tomorrow is the last day on planet Earth. And lest we forget that that was the, uh, those are the, the July 22nd was the day that the Daybell Valo family gave us till the end of the planet. According mm. to friends, Chad believes that he and Lori are not only part of the 144,000, but that it's up to them to lead the other chosen mm-hmm. ones, right. which, according to Chad, is going to happen very soon on July 22nd. That's tomorrow, man. And I just want to wow. say it's been a good time. I think we've had a great run. And the Nightside Project, you know, it was doomed from the beginning, right? Yeah, we knew it, this thing wasn't going to last very long. We were, Who we were either going to get canceled by uh, by uh, the program director right. or by the apocalypse. So right. one of those two things. And you know what? I, I think it's really cool that we were able to come back just to have the, the end of the earth be the thing that took us off the air. Yeah. Not some, not some uh, you know, executives on the, on, the, on the fifth floor where they live here at Broadcast House. Telling us how to do our job. Eighth floor. Eighth floor. Um, you know, I would like to take this opportunity, seeing as it's the end of the world, yeah. to say a few things to everyone in terms of how much you've all disappointed me. <laughs> I've got a problem with how some of you have been behaving. Not just towards me. Are, you, are your kids in the room? I feel like this is a, <laughs> this is a very dad, Ethan dad moment. Well, anyway, the, I just the, thought it'd the, be... the world is ending tomorrow. Yes. no one's bed is made. Right. We I might... don't know if anyone brushed their teeth today. They certainly we didn't comb their to, hair. We might be able to sneak in a second. We might be able to sneak in a July twenty second nightside project. We don't know. 
I mean, I don't know if there's a time of day on the 22nd. Is it midnight tonight? Now, is it midnight? Is it 11:59 tomorrow night? We don't. Know. I'm not. I'm not completely innocent in this. Oh. I ran the sprinklers this morning. That was oh, a waste, obviously. <laughs> Look, I basically I went to a work meeting today at like noon. I could have spent the le- the last day on earth with my family. I chose to go to a work meeting socially distant at a park. So I apologize to my family, man. I should have been there for you. So July 22nd, 2020, Chad Daybell and uh, what's her name said uh, the end of the world is coming. So here we are. If you want to send your end of the world shout outs to the Nightside Project, not to us. We know you have loved ones out there who matter. So I want to make sure that you have the 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 forum to be able to kind of put those things out there with boys to men in the background obviously and just a little end of the world shout out 57500 we'll read yeah. your end of the world shout out your apocalyptic shout out to whoever those loved ones might be uh you know I mean there's no comet to get on at this point neo wise is already gone man so we got to uh, I don't know there's so much so much more I could have done Five seven five zero zero is the text number. Give us your, uh, give us your shout outs at the end of the uh, at the end of the world here. And we're glad you're spending your last hours on Earth, as the world will end on July twenty second, according to Chad Daybell. That you're spending it. We we know you have a lot of radio stations you could choose. We appreciate you writing with the Nightside Project. So thank you very much. <laughs> Are you there, Ethan? Are you just enjoying what, what's going on here? We may have been disconnected, to be honest. <laughs> Ethan actually did fall off the earth. Oh my goodness. Uh listen, buddy, wherever you are out there, wherever you are out there, hey, listen, it's been a good run. And I guess whatever the wave was that's taken us all, uh it's uh it took you obviously before it took me. And uh I don't know if it's working its way west from from Cottonwood Heights. But I guess wait a minute. Take- oh shoot! I thought, darn it! I thought you were dead. <laughs> he thought it started over here on the east side. I thought there was an ex- way. I thought there was an earthquake. Too. Just disappeared. It's gonna start rolling this way. I told everybody to get ready. <laughs> Ethan, did you feel it? Uh, felt it. Uh, felt it. Uh, yeah. No, I just had uh, a minor equipment failure. Everything just disappeared. Is it minor? But it's bad. Well, is it minor? Or no, was this, or this, feels are these major. just the early things, early effects of the end of the world coming, uh, yeah, coming it upon might us? Be, All right. It might be. Let's take a break here. We'll come back. We've got more to go. The Nightside Project. Uh, look, it's probably all. It's our final show, I guess, if uh, if the end of the world happens tomorrow. So Here's a, here's one. Uh, here's a text. People texting out uh, their honorariums for the end of the world. No shout out to anyone in particular. Just a general. I told you so. <laughs> we'll accept that. Oh, is that from? Uh, is that from? Uh, it's from someone we don't know. It's probably some, is that the Valo group? Is that the the Daybell group? Yeah, he, may, he might be texting from prison. Somebody wants to know. Is this? Fest- is this Festivus? Oh, I should have drank more Dr Pepper. I'll miss it. Yeah, uh, that's we all have things we're gonna miss mm-hmm. when this world ends. Maybe tomorrow, July twenty second, two thousand twenty. We're taking the break here. We got more to go. News, traffic, and weather, as if it matters. Stay here with us on the Nightside Project. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Nightside. 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 
This is the Nightside Project. I may be super, but I am no hero. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. You realize, though, Alex, this is just temporary. Yeah, I still took your parking space and I'm not giving it back. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. Welcome to the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard. He's Alex Keery. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight on the last day on Earth. That's according to uh, Chad Daybell. His prediction was tomorrow, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so it's a so real honor get... for us to usher out the the right. age of humans. I'll try to I'll try to sneak in another Nightside Project tomorrow if we're still. Well, I'm, we're I'm still, still coming in. I'm still coming into work. You know you what know, I mean? Like a... I'm a dutiful worker. I just want to make sure. And my kids know I like them. You know, they got to We got to figure out how to. We got to figure out last day on earth how to uh, how to get through it. You know, well, I would. And- I couldn't imagine doing anything more than hosting the Nightside Project and uh, and just serving the listeners out there. Either. Well, and and you know, we got to leave room open for maybe maybe he's a day off. Oh, sure. You know, so it's like yeah, so, yeah. you know we might be back tomorrow. But 23rd, Alex, maybe twenty third. I uh, want to say there's a couple shout outs. Oh, let's hit it. Uh, so this one, a shout out to everyone in Magna. So that's mm. a big that's a big deal because uh, they've been hit with all those uh, they've hit with all those uh, earthquakes. They've gotten the brunt of it, you know. So yeah, can't believe I spent the last two weeks uh, of the world on a diet. Yeah, that'll that'll happen. Oh, as the <laughs> world it's... comes to an end, I'm just glad that I won't have to read the KSL comment board, the KSL.com comment board anymore. You know what they say about the KSL comment board, Ethan? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. There you go, yeah. right there. Yeah. You know about those guys. Do you remember so. when they shut it down for like, how long was it for like eight <laughs> it weeks like, or something It was a like long that. time. I will say it's much different. The KSL.com comment section It used to be the much, Wild West. Oh, it was, uh, it was un, it was absolutely just like whatever. You pressed enter and it went up. And the stuff that was said on there, every discussion devolved into three things. Uh, BYU versus BYU Utah. BYU versus Utah. It could be. It could be a look. It could be a. a uh, it could have been a, any story about anything, and somehow BYU versus Utah would come up. The immigration and uh, what was the other one? There were all sort. There was like a handful of things it would always get to. It would always get to those things. Yeah. So I miss it. I. I don't. I don't miss it. Although there were those times where I'd click on a story. And when I would see it had 14,000 comments, I'd go, ooh, honey, we got a lot of unpacking on this one to do tonight. We're going to read the KSL.com comment board on that immigration story. It's going to be great. Yep. All right. So anyway, Ethan, uh, I know you had a story that was actually more helpful. We just had the KSL Firewatch. You heard during the break that uh, a couple of teens have been charged for that, uh, the Traverse Mountain Fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's wild, considering that they, now it's done more than $400,000 worth of damage. Uh, they've estimated. So uh, this is – look, the, the the fires are a big deal. Tomorrow is the first day that you're going to be able to, in non-restricted areas, start lighting off Pioneer Day fireworks to honor your Pioneer firework pioneers. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so this Who is an came, important – came over the plains and <laughs> lit off fireworks. Well, they went through Wyoming first. So they, they stopped and picked up the good stuff. That's the why they took the – the that's why they followed the Donna Reed trail. <laughs> That's that's why they went through. That's why they went through Evanston, what is now modern day Evanston. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. The Donna uh, Reed had a good trail. <laughs> Problem is, they lingered too long at the, oh uh, you know, at the House of Fireworks. They so, lingered too long. So here's the deal. You've got a story about. It's very helpful, and it actually is about surviving. 
a wildfire if you're in your car. Is that yes, right? Yes. So we all saw that one over the weekend down near St. George, yes. which enveloped I-15. And that was just the most astonishing video of the wildfire just ripping right up to I-15. And um, people shooting videos from in their cars. And, of course, instantly my mind went to, man, what would I do if I had my family in the car and I was experiencing this? And uh, there's actually a very helpful article on KSL News Radio. KSLNewsRadio.com on what to do. So what they did is they interviewed uh, uh, someone with Unified Fire Authority, and they said, okay, let's say you're in this situation where you are on a road and you are now surrounded by a wildfire, which is not totally unheard of. Probably won't happen to you, but it's been happening to people, right? And uh, they said this. They said, the first thing you want to do is stay in your vehicle, which is interesting because I saw videos and photos of people who got out of their vehicle down to that St. George fire, and that is a massive no-no. So he says, stay in your vehicle, roll up your windows, turn on your headlights and hazard lights, and leave your vehicle running. You might not be able to get it started again. But here's something else that was interesting. My first my first inclination would be, okay, roll up the windows. Let's get this AC going. And he says, do not do that. Roll the windows, but um, block off the vents. Don't bring in outside air, which is what the air conditioner would do. Right. So uh, turn all that stuff off so that you don't have air circulating from the outside to the inside, and you'll have breathable air a lot longer. And then they say, just keep driving. Don't stop for anything. Don't stop and try and outrun it. Just keep driving. Keep driving. And then make sure you've got your headlights on and your flashes on so that you don't cause a fender bender that could disable a car and... Uh, and, and you've get seen you or some, some of those, of you've seen some of those wild videos of people in their cars and wildfires, and it looks like, I mean, fifty feet above them is blue sky, but in that tunnel of just black mm. smoke and and flames, it's bonkers. They are. It's it's like they're just in this cave, this smoke cave, and you can't even yeah. believe that they that these cars are getting through this or that these flames, I mean, it's just like a tunnel of flames, you know, it's just, yeah. it's wild to see them, uh, you know, trying to get through that. So, I just, I hate thinking about those kinds of things with my family in the car. Well, I always think too, I'm like, well, there's no way it'll jump over the, it, it won't jump over I-15 here. No way. Right. It, 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 like, but it does when you see, when you're driving, like if we, we go down to St. George quite often and when there's been a wildfire, through the middle of the state somewhere. It's both sides. And it's on both sides of the freeway, and you're like, yes. that's a lot of road that this thing had to jump. And not only did it jump it, it does it in quick order, and it's you're in trouble real quick if you're you yeah. know, if you're stuck on the road there. So so this was, I thought, was really good advice. Keep your car running, windows up, turn off the AC and you know all that stuff so that you don't have smoke coming in. And lights on, all the lights on, and keep moving. But they did say windows up. Windows up, yeah, because yeah. you want to stay out of the smoke. Yeah, sure. Uh, and um, something else is, uh, that I thought was interesting, too, before you even get to the smoke, if you see it ahead, turn around. Don't even put yourself that's in that position. probably the best point. Yeah, it's probably the best you thing. If, the you, fire, if you have that option. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. people that were in, they get caught up in that fire down north of St. George on I-15 over the weekend right there at Leeds and Harrisburg, mm-hmm. they didn't have an option of turning around. I mean, for those people, the fire just raced up on them. I, I saw that video of... People, you know, uh, in the lane of traffic videotaping the fire that was it was as if the fire was sprinting at them. It was crazy how fast it was moving through that dry grass. It was really freaky. So anyway, I hope this is helpful. Someone out there is going to get caught up in the situation. You can remember this story. And you're going to remember what to do, and it's going to keep and you safe. No, you're so. going to go, what did Ethan and Alex say? It was something about Rolling the car, down your windows and trying to run about, it. And... Try to yell at somebody about their mask. 
the world is supposed to be over anyway, so this didn't matter. Uh, I got a text here, end of the world shout out. What's it say? I want to shout out to all the homies rocking mullets and cargo shorts, keeping it real for all these years. See you in purgatory. <laughs> Smiley face. Uh, this one says, just keep driving real fast and have faith that there's no crashes, just like Tom Cruise did on Days of Thunder. It's exciting. Oh, man. You know Old what? Trickle knew how to, how to drive, man. He really knew how to drive. Tom Cruise is America's greatest living actor. <laughs> Did you know he does all his own stunts? Oh, boy. We're not, we don't have time for this. We're taking the break. We're going to take the break. When here. we come back, more Tom Cruise. <laughs> Zero Tom Cruise when we return. But when we come back, we've got so much more we want to jump into. Uh, we've already gone off the reservation when it comes to things we've planned, about talking, planned on talking about. But that's probably because the end of the world is supposed to be tomorrow, according to Chad Daybell. So, I don't know. Some of these headlines might be important, uh, mm-hmm. but also let's do some couples therapy. Love it. Four questions to ask before you start dating during the COVID. Stay with us. The Nightside Project continues on Kiss on News Radio. Nightside, you've had a long day. So have we. The Nightside Project on KSL News Radio. Couple of texts coming in. Oh, by the way, I'm Ethan Millard. He's Alex Curie. This is the Nightside Project. You're listening to if you just tuned in. A couple of texts we got. Uh, just saying, I was named after a character that Tom Cruise played. Oh, now it's uh, so he played a, a Serbian uh, kid, Serbian American. So it was spelled Stephen with an F. Ah, oh. S T E F E N. Shame it's so, not Maverick. But it could be Stefan, right? Stefan. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the movie, but I need to. I need to go watch that movie. I love how you always talk about how you're Tom Cruise's biggest fan. They just just threw out a movie and you've never seen it. It's fine. Well, it's good. No, that's right. Yeah, you're right. That's that's inconsistent with my brand. Uh, Here is another one. When you said couples therapy, I thought you meant you were going to be talking about Kim and Kanye. Oh, my God. And I just thought, boy, are they brave. That's a lot to untangle. (laughs) And I'll just tell you right now, no, we're not going to talk about Kim and Kanye. I went into the break and they were showing a clip of Kanye West talking to – letterman on his netflix special and mm-hmm. i went that guy is not doing the world of any favors he has gotten worse and i don't know what to think i, I listen and i'm a kanye i'm a kanye i'm a yeezy music fan yeah i love but I, can't, I love that guy yeah but i can't uh i can't ever listen to that guy talk about anything uh because it's just as it's insanity you know but what though fine. i think people are focusing on the wrong thing what do you mean okay you're worried I, about his mental health. No, 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 oh. no. I think there's some, something going on on the uh, Kardashian side. <laughs> because it's like, I mean, just look at the trail of heartbreak behind that family. I mean, they just Who's the leave Kardashians? Just, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who, who, if your name is not Kardashian, who in their circle yeah, has had any kind of real like success? It's all been devastating. Yeah, this has been devastating. Yeah, and uh, well, I think I think I that's where to, we I should pay go, attention I, is is not Kanye. I think I think we need to take a real close look at the Kardashians because boy, they are leaving a a trail oh, of destruction. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, five seven five zero zero. This one says, "Do you mean America's greatest living actor, Kevin Bacon?" Well, mm. with all respect to Kevin Bacon. You know what? Kevin Bacon has never done a stunt where he hung off the side of a cargo plane <laughs> when yeah. he was like 50. I mean, but how old is what? Tom Cruise now? Well, and he's still doing that. I will stunt. say Tom Cruise does kind of like 
he has this sort of uh, – And I love Kevin Bacon. Look, uh, so this what's is, the name of that Kevin Bacon uh, – it, it's, it's, it's that ghost movie. Uh, what's it called? It's uh, Stir of Echoes. Oh, my goodness. It is a master class of scary movies. All right? Stir of Echoes. I'm going to just recommend it to you. If you've never seen it, it came – the problem with Stir of Echoes was it came out the same year as The Sixth Sense. Well, you want to know what, though? You want to know the greatest travesty of all times in Oscar history? What? And this is the probably the biggest, most, I think, controversial snubbing of any film in Oscar history was Tremor, Tremors. Oh, Tremors is a great movie. I the, mean, the listen, fact that that did not Reba McIntyre and the dad from Family Ties, I mean, they put on <laughs> a master class oh, of acting. Yeah. And, uh, it's phenomenal. It's just awesome. All right. Millard, we got to get into a, an important uh, part of the program here, and that is it is a couples therapy. We are not going to focus on the – we're not going to focus on the uh, – Kardashians. We're going to focus on the real rubber meets the road uh, actual couples mm-hmm. that you might find yourself in or might try to find yourself in. It's a uh, couple therapy. Here we go. Living, laughing, and tough love. Cuddle up with that special someone for some nightside couples therapy. Well, uh, it's been a little bit awkward having a social life during coronavirus, and some people have just That's rolled right. the dice and decided they were just going to kind of take the risks. Other people have decided that they were going to be total shut-ins. Well, I've some kn- people are I, having I personally massive... know people who have done both. Yeah, and the people are having massive success on the dating websites, Tinder and whatever else there, there is out there. <laughs> there, there is. There's an interesting article, though, on uh, the, from the Today Show where oh. they said, okay, if you're going to be out there, Right. If you're going to be out there meeting new people and dating, basically, then it's like you and your parents go fine. If you're going to date, here are the four things okay, that you here, need here's to ask. Got to go. Okay. So, the, so they have these four questions. Number one, you need to ask what's your COVID nineteen status. Have you been tested? All right. Just as you can get that info out. Okay. Have they been exposed? Have they exhibited any symptoms? You're you're trying to get an idea of where they are health wise right now. Okay. Number two. You need to say, what have you been doing in the past 14 days? We know the 14 days is the incubation period, so get a handle on it. You know, have they been careful? Have they been going from one beach party to the next? Mm. Have they been, uh, you know, uh, what have they been doing from the last uh, 14 days? Number three, find out their level of care. Are they wearing a mask? Are they taking precautions? Is that part of their lifestyle? Because and that's going to tell you how much trust you can have in them. Because, I mean, that's been the trick, right, Alex, is is if you can kind of get at least a little bit of a handle of the people that are around you, whether they're friends or coworkers or family, then that then you can kind of let them into your inner circle, right? So that's what you're that's doing That's true. Here. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so find out the level of care that they're taking. And then... Here's my favorite um, Here's my favorite one. Go ahead. Number three. And then number four. This is number four. Oh, number four. four, I mean, rather. This one. Have you dated? When was your last date? And are you still dating? <laughs> See, this one is funny because it sneaks in like, oh, this is just a COVID question. You're going to ask those are, anyway, aren't but, you? You're going to try and find out anyway. <laughs> but they're asking like, uh, they're saying it like you're just trying to take care of yourself. But really all you're doing is being massively nosy about the mm-hmm. person that you're asking, that you're you're thinking about going on a date with. But the, uh, they say this does border on the dreaded what are we question. We call that the yeah. DTR down in Provo, BYU. It's called define the Find the Relationship. relationship. So it, that's the thing is that is that you don't you don't need to do that, but you do need to just basically kind of give them uh, or, or have them sort of talk to you about what the last fourteen days have looked like in terms well, and I, of. And I don't I don't think that's unreasonable, and uh, but I will say this: you can keep, maybe be clever with that last uh, with that last. 
um, question. Uh, how so? Okay. So how you can so? say things like, you know, after a date, what are you going to do after a date? Are you going to, you know, go hang out with your girlfriend? <laughs> you know, That's or ridiculous. are you going to go and you're going to call this other girl that you went on a date right. with recently? Okay. All right. All right. You know, there's just some real All sophisticated ways to, to get that information. So those are some questions. So. I would think that those, those four questions, I just think it's funny. I will say this. I know people who are are still doing the dating thing during the pandemic, and I'll mm-hmm. just tell you right now, they have not cared. I, I'm not kidding. They have none of these things have really come up. They're just still doing the whole uh, Bumble, uh, Tinder, whatever. All the things that they, they just go look. Yeah, I'm still out there meeting people, still going out on dates. And my question is, I'm like, do you worry about any of that stuff? Nah. Okay. I mean, I guess like if they, it, it's the comfort level of the other person too. Like if, if, if they're going out with somebody and that person says, well, let, let's go out to dinner, but I'm, I wear a mask everywhere. You know, that might, that might be something where you go, oh, okay. That, that kind of tells you where they're at when it comes to it. But right. I, I, I have totally, uh, the couple of people that I know here at the office that do the online dating thing, they're still out there, man. They're still out there doing the online dating. Well, like, you got to you got to hey. find out. I think you got to find out this information, um, not just for you know your own potential safety, but also for the health of your relationship. Because don't you want to be on the same page with these? I mean, if you don't think that coronavirus is a big deal, but then you start dating someone, you come to find out this person thinks it's a huge deal. They're going to drive you crazy. Similarly, if you think it's a big deal and you start dating someone who's just so blasé and won't take it seriously, that's going to drive you crazy. So, you know, at least to get a handle on what some of these issues are uh, so that you can know whether or not you're really compatible. Ethan, let me read the uh, let me read the stir of echoes. Everyone owes me ten dollars for this therapy. <laughs> let me let me read this relationship I found, counseling. I found the stir of echoes write up. Okay, okay, and okay, it's a, it's a really great movie. It's a great. It's really well made too. Blue collar family man Tom Witzke, Kevin Bacon, scoffs at supernatural phenomenon until he lets his wife's sister Lisa put him into a hypnotic trance. Upon waking. Tom realizes he has a psychic connection with his son, Jake. He also has alarming hallucinations of a missing teenage neighbor. Tom, convinced uh, that his visions will lead him to the girl, begins a desperate search that puts him into a life-threatening situation. Dun-dun-dun. And it has totally been overshadowed by uh, Sixth Sense because it was two ghost movies that came out in the same summer of 1999. Interesting. Yeah. What's it rated? It's also rated R. So oh, it is. Is it pretty scary? Oh man, I'm telling you. Because I've been looking for movies that I can kind of introduce my kids to. Oh, this is they've not because they've been watching. No, it, this one's not. This one's not like. It's not like. Uh, it's not violent at all. It's not mm-hmm. like bloody violent. But it is something. scary. But it scares the pants off you, man. So if you've got an idea That's part for, of the problem. That's why it's radar, because the pants yeah, get yeah, scared yeah. right off of most they people. They fly right the off, and then you... Yeah, <laughs> no, I get it. Uh, the If you've got a movie recommendation, because I want to kind of start introducing my kids to, you know, more than... Yeah, Sixth Sense is good, kid though. Kid stuff. Sixth Sense is a great one. Ah, no. Yes, it is. It's, That's too it's, intense for my kids. No, you're too... Look, your two boys will like it. Don't let don't let Ruby see any of that, uh, that What's it rated? Stuff. Come on. PG-13 or PG? One of those. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm. Mainstream, pretty mainstream. Are you sure it's not rated X? <laughs> NC-17. Remember that old rating? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. Let's take the break. We'll come back. we got more to go. News traffic weather right now. 
Stay with us. We've got headlines next you do not want to miss on the Nightside Project. is the Nightside Project. Look at the size of that boy's head. I'm not kidding, it's like an orange on a toothpick. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. It's summer now. They told me this would be temporary. It cannot end soon enough. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. All right, welcome back. This is the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Miller here with Alex Keery. Thanks so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, and uh, Ethan, we got a text from Daniel. Oh, we did? He says, I can't wait to hear all the wildly inappropriate <laughs> movie suggestions that are about to flood in. Uh, and then, of course, he and then of course he recommends one. Well, but now, here's the thing. Uh, I, this is, Ethan had a very, very, uh, this is a good question for a dad who wants to roll out. And I'm, let me paint the picture of your kids first, Okay. Okay. These are bright children uh, who have been terrified their entire lives of their dad. <laughs> all right, so you have to be really sensitive to the to the uh, to the picks of the, of the movie. No, I, the, the reason I said the sixth sense is because your kids are bright, and uh, you think they'd enjoy that? I think that. Well, look, I think they would love the twists and turns. You know what I mean? And so, and look, uh, okay. Fine. You want to go? Let's go with the scary movies that they showed me when I was in, not, the, in, the, not, in the in the in the eighties okay, and nineties. Right, okay, right. the early eighties or mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, there's a movie that uh, George C. Scott was in called The Changeling. I've told you about it. Oh yeah. It, and, and guess I saw what? That it's movie rated in elementary school. Guess what? It's rated PG. Okay, <laughs> it is rated PG because back then they did not uh, know what to do. If there wasn't just full on like uh, you know cuss words and nudity, they were like, "All right, it's G." You know what I mean? <laughs> and so there's either R or G, and they did, or PG. They didn't have any anything between. The Changeling is terrifying. Okay. Yeah, that was frightening. But but I will say this: it teaches you about uh, you know wheelchairs, not sticking your nose into places you shouldn't be, like places you shouldn't live. Uh, if a place is haunted, you move right out. You don't stay there. Well, so here's the here's the deal. If anyone's got recommendations for me, I'd appreciate it. Fine. So okay, you want a Disney my one? My son is my oldest son is fourteen. My yes, youngest son is thirteen. That's what I'm saying. It's PG thirteen. My baby girl turns ten here yeah, very shortly. She can't so, be a part of it. Here's so what I was you know, gonna say. I, but I'd I just I'd like him to see some films that are just you know. That would help them kind of appreciate it a little bit more. Okay, fine. Disney, Watcher in the Woods. Narek. 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 Someone texted and I saw the changeling at a sixth grade class party, LOL. That's exactly when That's I when saw the changeling. It was a sixth grade class party. <laughs> That's the thing is it's terrible. It was actually a bir- it wasn't a class party, it was a birthday party, but, but it was you. all sixth graders. And here's the thing. So okay. Uh guess what else is PG thirteen? And would and would terrify him, but your boys. Your boys are smart, and they also have a little bit of twisted sense of humor. So, uh, the ring—that'll teach them a thing or two. <laughs> but again, PG thirteen. Uh, the Exorcist. Yeah, no, uh, the Exorcist is too much. The ring is the great thing about the ring is uh, there's, there's no, no there's no way. resolve there's no resolve like you think to yourself they've defeated the ghost and you're like no they have not because there's no defeating ghosts. So there, you can't. Did I ever tell this. you what happened? When, oh so gosh. I went and saw the ring in theaters. Yeah. Okay. Did I t- did I tell you what happened? <laughs> I, this this story might <laughs> ring a bell for you. So we're sitting there, but the theater's not super full, right? I don't know. It's actually quite empty. 
But across the back, <laughs> we were sitting about halfway down. Across the back was this rowdy group of kids in their early twenties. You know, a mix of a mix of boys and girls, sure. and the boys were rowdy, and the girls were flirty, and they were just okay. having a fun time, right? <laughs> okay. And joking and things like that. Sure. And uh, and the movie gets going, everyone quiets down, and there's that first big scare, right? Right. When she opens the closet door and was like, ah. And everyone in the theater screamed. And then there's this crashing behind us, right? Crashing, crashing, crashing. Yeah. And I look back, and one of those guys uh-huh. was going over the seats in front of him. And then he ran. He sprinted down the aisle he was and done. across the front of the theater out to the exit. And he never came back. He was done. And I remember I watching. It. And I remember him watching him run past the screen thinking, he's the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> he's the smart one and oh, he's the boy. brave one because if I were brave, I would be on his heels. This one sounds like this one sounds like it'd be right along the. Okay, if you're just tuning in, we're trying to find out a scary movie. Ethan can uh, get his kids kind of wading into the the world of scary movies. This mm-hmm. one says the Ghost and Mr. Chicken with Don Knotts. And I'm, that and one might be a little bit past their. They're, that might be past, too. That might be too scary. But no, but it might be thing, too. Though. It might be too uh, kitty. So we've we've. We've kind of gone down this scary movie thing. I'm not talking just scary movies. I'm just talking about the film world in general. Oh, right? I thought you said scary movies. No, no, no. Just to appreciate great movies. Uh, well, Stir of Echoes, starring Kevin Bacon. Uh, here's one. Have they watched Stranger Things yet? Ethan, yes, they did. Well, then, they, then, then, listen. Uh, Six, then Sixth Sense is nothing compared to what compared to what they're seeing on. on the- uh, here's one. I saw Psycho in middle school back in the 70s before yeah, they banned good. horror films in middle school. Yeah, that's not good. Okay, Millard. Uh, That's a scary movie. Let's keep moving on here. We've got stuff to get to. You've oh, I've got, got headlines. You've got a couple of headlines, so go ahead and roll that one out for us here, buddy. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me get it out here. Um, uh, I don't know if you felt it. Maybe you felt it. Maybe you didn't. But uh, an earthquake rattled parts of southwest Utah on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. 3.76 on the scale. The epicenter was in a remote area near Pine Valley in the Dixie National Forest, about 24 miles northwest of Hurricane, which, of course, suffered that crazy fire. Uh, at least seven aftershocks have been reported in the area between Enterprise and New Harmony, including a 2.7 at 629 a.m. This is according to the University of Utah. They've got seismograph stations that have been picking this up. Uh, and uh, the Desert News has an interview with Suzanne Johnson, who says she was up here in Salt Lake for the Magda earthquake. And she's also got a house apparently down there in Dixie or in uh, Pine Valley. Did she she said she was surprised. Oh. She said she felt it. She was surprised. And uh, then she felt it. Te- uh, text us if you felt it, 57500. We're just taking a quick poll. Did you feel it? If you felt it, 57500. Uh, in the meantime, Ethan. She <clears> said <throat> her family also felt two of the aftershocks. Oh, boy. So That'll she freak felt you the, out. She also felt the aftershocks. Yeah. Ethan, did you see this terrible picture of uh, this brand-new field turf that's set up at uh, Utah Valley University their ba- for their baseball field? A uh, a, gru- a group of roustabouts, probably the same one seeing that scary movie from when you were younger, uh, got onto the freshly installed artificial turf at the baseball field, and uh, it looks like it was around June 27th, they said, and they did donuts with an ATV across the outfield, the infield, the new playing surface, more than $100,000 in damages, according to Scott Trotter, who's the UVU spokesperson. Ethan, that's a massive amount of damage. And you know what? That Those fields, those the field turf is nothing nothing to mess with. It is super expensive. 
It is not easy to install, and when you mess it up and you have to redo it, that's a. And I'm looking at pictures here. What a bunch of idiots, man! I well, and not only that, stuff. but a hundred thousand dollars in damage—that's a felony amount of damage. Uh, they gotta have cameras is. up, right? I mean, and you gotta know. You somebody. would think that. You would think that. You gotta go. You know what you have to do? If it's a hundred thousand dollars worth of damage, you know what you have to do. You have to. Uh, you got to You got to put a, a. What's it called? One of those things. What are they called? Rewards. You got to put a reward out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So put the reward out there. Yeah, they should put a reward. If they put a reward out, they'll find it. Right. Do you think this was the cross t- a crosstown rivalry? You think this is BYU <laughs> and bad blood? Uh, no. Nope. Yeah, probably you know what, not. <laughs> you know what it is? Now they said, they said that people were, it, they said it was, uh, they said they saw the video surveillance causing damage. They approached the stadium at around 7 uh, o'clock. On June 27th, and they were seen driving on West uh, West on University Parkway in a stolen on a stolen ATV. So it was so it BYU. Wasn't even them. Yes, so it was yes, BYU yes. students. Oh no, they found them. They got them. They got them. Oh, they did. Oh, they went to BYU. No, I'm just kidding. They did find them. <laughs> they did find them, uh, and they booked them into the Slate Canyon Youth Detention Center. Um, oh, they were kids. Oh yeah. All right. Now what? Still well, go, I don't know. Public execution. I mean, what's the? <laughs> I don't know what the protocol is. I've never heard of this crime. So. Oh, you mean Pete? You mean doing donuts on the field turf? Yeah. Come on, DoTerra paid a million bucks to have that thing put in. All right. So it sounds like it sounds like a, so we'll just make it DoTerra's problem. <laughs> uh, just tell them they got to sell a certain amount of. Uh, <laughs> you know what's really sad about that? It's a bunch of people's da- a bunch of people who are in a bunch of other people's downlines paid for that uh, field turf. Yeah, that's well, they terrible. got good. That's what good healthy margins give you. <laughs> we're gonna take the break because we're gonna get in trouble. We're gonna have the, uh, you know, the secret police, the DoTerra secret police. They're out there. We're gonna take the break. We got more to go. The Nightside Project continues right here on KSL News Radio. Got more to when we roll out. Uh, when we come back, we got a consumer news. Uh, yes, Walmart making a decision for their Thanksgiving plans. Nothing said about. Uh, nothing said about. Black Friday, though. I'm interested to see what they're going to do on that day. Stay with us. More to go right here on the Nightside Project on KSL News Radio. Nightside credibility. Also, absurd news. The Nightside Project on KSL News Radio. All right. Welcome back. Just a few segments left here on the Nightside Project tonight. I'm Ethan Millard. He's Alex Keery. Um, and uh, boy, we've got a lot of got a lot of things happen tonight. We've covered so much ground tonight, Alex. I mean, it really is. It really is astonishing, but I th- I know what we need to do next. We need to follow through okay. on one of, and at least one of our promises tonight. Which was what? Which is some consumer news. Oh, that's right. We did tell people we were going to, look, you're a consumer, so that's why you listen to the Nightside Project, so you can be uh, dialed into the consumer news. So uh, here you go. Nightside Consumer News. It could save your life. Or not. Uh, Walmart's making headlines uh, this week. They have decided that for Thanksgiving, they're going to close their store for Thanksgiving 2020. Uh, it's uh, They're throwing in the towel. What does that mean, though? Is this like a... Is this like supposed to be some fake showing of solidarity for their employees? They're like, Ooh, well, the it's off. not... I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not going to make their employees rich, but it is going to give them Thanksgiving off. And I don't think any of them are going to, well, are going to turn that I will down. Say that, I will say that I've, uh, I've definitely been one of those people that has gone to Walmart on Thanksgiving to pick up like, you know, maybe some, 
last minute what have yous because it was the it was actually one of the closer grocery stores when we when we moved uh, out of Salt Lake, and uh, so I there it, it being grocery stores and things like that that part of the store being open on on Thanksgiving, those stores are always open. They've always been open on Thanksgiving, but we always had a problem with what stores like. If you were if you were Target and you're open on Thanksgiving, like we hated you, you know, like that. Remember, we turned into this weird thing. We've been going to grocery stores every Thanksgiving as a as like a tradition mm-hmm. to be able to get that last thing of uh, oh, I need an extra thing of whipped cream. Oh, I need to get that. Uh, let's grab that on the way up well, there. Let's grab that pumpkin I'll, pie. But so, but we don't care those things. We don't we don't go after those companies. But we'll go after Walmart and Target when well, they're open on Thanksgiving. I don't think I don't think anyone's going after Walmart in in that sense. But I I I think that what the what the past controversies have been. Is my recollection of this? They stay open right. we late. Right they stay open later and later and later because they want people to get started on Black Friday. Black right? and, and Black Friday was was the catalyst for this because guess what? Supermarkets supermarkets are open on Christmas Eve too, right? I mean to try and 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 get things handled. So, but I think what was starting to make people comfortable uncomfortable, yeah, was the overlap of Black Friday onto Thanksgiving. And the sense that, okay, it's one thing to have a grocery store open in the morning so that you can grab what you forgot. Um, It's a whole other thing to start expecting all retail employees in the country to, you know, start work. At yeah. six o'clock in the evening I will on say, Thanksgiving, and that's, that's I think that was what I think tested our yeah, comfort yeah. level as a society where we that's were like, what we started okay, pushing back. that's when we started pushing back. Uh, you know, is we'd this wake, necessary? Wake, listen, our morality. We'd wake up on we'd wake up on Friday morning at four a.m. and we'd and we'd punch other people in the face. But don't mm-hmm. be open on at five in the afternoon on a Thursday because that was just. Crossing the line. Oh, over there, I Walmart. love those Come Black on. Friday videos. That, I, <laughs> I hate it. Oh them. my gosh! The thing is, is is it isn't it you that does the Black Friday stuff too? No, I thought it was. Who was it mm-hmm. that? I know somebody who's close with me who's like, oh yeah, we know we do it. We wake up early, we go do the 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 Black Friday thing. That's where we I've get got, a lot of our. I've that's where we get a lot of our deals. I'm like, no way. I've no done it way. a few times, but here, but you know what the problem is? I'm just so darn lazy. I know. And you know, it the, the takes a level of organization and getting up earliness that I'm just not ready for. Um, but boy, plus those I love five those, those five thousand dollar Christmases have changed you, man. Yeah, they they've have. turned you into a weird. They've turned you into a weird person. You man. know what I do instead? I just hire half a dozen people to go out and do Black <laughs> Friday for me. I'm like, all right, I want uh, a really good deal from the Nike outlet. The only thing I want from a Black Friday is the black I see behind my eyelids. I'll be asleep. <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, something else, though, with Walmart. So in addition to giving their employees uh, a Thanksgiving off, they're also giving every full-time employee a $300 bonus and a part-time oh, employee's nice. $150 bonuses. And uh, so that totals $428 million in bonuses to all hourly employees. They're going to be paid out on August 20th. Here's so, the thing. Very What's cool. Black Friday going to look like at the end of November this year when we are, as a nation, packed up against the proverbial doors of uh, – and the actual physical doors of retail locations and breathing, do you think, breathing on one another. Do you think if everyone wears masks on Black Friday, we'll have fewer fist fights? 
No, of course not. We'll have we'll more. be less likely to shoot our mouths off. Uh, there'll be no people do it. People hide behind the masks, man. That's true. Some they, people might. They get they get more tough behind the masks, according to them. Well, it'd be so, great for the it'd be great for the Black Friday videos then. <laughs> Those one the ones that Ethan tries to watch at the end of the day and goes, "Shh, I'm trying to watch my black I'm trying to watch my Black Friday videos. I want to see some fights. I want to see somebody get trampled. Let's go." Yeah. Uh Ethan, Amazon robot deliveries are a thing now. Yeah, so I saw this. They're rolling it out. They're rolling out this test program in a couple of new cities as well. Not here in Salt Lake, not anywhere in Utah. I've seen some of these in London. I've seen some of these in London. They're amazing. So what they are is they're a little six, they look like little six wheeled coolers. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's like a, it's like a more, it's like a a lower profile uh, R2-D2, three wheels on the bottom. And it is totally a robot that if it showed up to my door, I would, I might be tempted to just steal this thing. Uh, So It is so cute. They're designed. Now this is still a pilot program. So these robots are for the most part still shadowed by people. Who are there to kind of help? <laughs> Hi, they I'm call here. Them, well, Hi, I'm on. here, I'm here I'm with your dirty for? bomb. Hi. What's, uh, there's, there's, there's a specific term that they're using. Robot I'm, Wrangler? I'm, it's got to be Robot Wrangler. Scout Ambassadors. No, it's not Scout Ambassadors. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, in the before time, so these are meant to be liaisons between Amazon and the communities that Scout serves. You know so the, the robot is Scout, right? Right. And then the, and the ambassadors are the, the ambassadors are the human that's kind of shadowing them. And that's so that, because for a little while, while it's so new, I think they're expecting people to uh, foil them, harass them, that's what I was steal say, them. Is that, here's, here's what I feel bad about. This is never going to work. Because it's going to get, they're going to get kicked over. They're going to get broken. People, they will sometimes. Ethan, people stink. Okay, and they this is this is going but- to ruin Amazon's robot program. No, and the same reason we can't have drones floating over and delivering packages and dropping them on your house either. No, is because I- people are going to shoot them out of the sky because we stink as 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 a race. I think, <laughs> boy, you're 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 friendly. <laughs> You're friendly tonight. This human race will shoot the robots out of the sky and we'll I go, think that while no, it's I don't new, want the government filming me from outside. This robot is, you're not going to be my robot overlord. So for shotgun. a while when it's new, I think, Alex, yeah, people are going to mess with it. You're going to have people run up and kick it and run away. Um, they're going to be hit by cars. Kids are the worst. Kids are going to drag four by four fence posts in front of them to try and, you know, and foil them, but I think though once once we just accept them as this is part of the landscape, we're gonna ignore them. You know what I mean? It's gonna be like, oh yeah, man, that I hope, Amazon thing. I hope we got a vacation club them. coming back here, uh, and we've got other things. Boy, I'd my love question, a vacation. my question is this: If you end up getting another stimulus check, what are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna get at Steve's Stimulus Barn with your next stimulus check? Stay are with the casinos us. open yet? <laughs> Stay with us. Tonight's that project continue. Hey, news, traffic, and weather right now. We'll come back. A couple more segments left. Stay with us. This is the Nightside Project. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? The past then. When? Just now. We're it now now. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. It is a little weird to be back here doing this. Yeah, the weird part's me taking your temperature before each show. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. 
This is the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millett here with Alex Keery. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Just a few segments left. Uh, all right. Oh, we got a vacation club. Uh, yeah, we do. Ethan, we have some classic antics going on here at Broadcast House. Why? What's going on? Oh, you know. Okay. What have we had? During our show, we've had many people walk up to the window, knock on the window, look through the window. Wave. Wave at us. Some people look to see if they can see us, but they can't really see us through the window when it was during the day. So, you know, we've had- You're talking about people out on the street? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So okay. we've seen a crash. Remember people, there's a crash that happened right on the footings. Uh, out, uh, the, yeah, the, it was the, just uh, last week, right? No, there was another one. No, no, no. There were guys uh, that were skateboarding last week. Oh, Lots of skateboarders. Right. We've had a crash right out here in front before. So this car stopped right out here right in front of the studio, which always has me a little concerned. Yeah. Because it's the middle of the road. So this person pulled up onto the median. It looked like the car's having a problem. She gets out and is not fully clothed. I don't know how to say this. What? She was not naked. Not naked, but definitely in her undies. Okay. okay. Because you drive, you want to drive comfortably. Uh, right. <laughs> Salt Lake Police I'll arrived. I'll go along on, with that, I Salt guess. Salt Lake Police <laughs> arrived on the scene. And uh, they, were, they, they, they go ahead and encouraged her to get back in the car. They're chatting with her right now. Uh, masks so on, she's, though. She's, masks on by SLCPD, which, uh, congratulations, they're handling it. She's on the median? Yeah, the car. So I, two wheels up on that median. If you can imagine. I wonder if she, is she having car problems? or It looks like it. It looks like car problems, but also all sorts of other problems, it seems like. Wow. So I'm just saying I'm very comfortable in the in her, in her driving outfit. You know what I mean? Like she was. Well, you know, good for her for owning it, yeah, right? I, I just, listen, you say what you will about police officers. Salt Lake City PD does an amazing job. Yeah, so they're pros. They do a good job. They're pros, for uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, she uh, got. Oh, she had a towel out, and she was she was sitting on the median for a minute, and they said, "Pack it up. This isn't a. Uh, this isn't really a picnic area." This fight. She this- was laying out. <laughs> what do you? I'm sorry. What do you mean? Like she, she was she laying had a towel out on the, out of the grass, and then she just picked it up. She's also wiping her car down with a towel too. This is a very strange scene. She's gonna get arrested. No, these yeah. guys are being cool about it. They're like, "All right, okay, well, go ahead and move your vehicle." That's what I'm. I'm I can't read lips because the masks, you know. So I'm just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're taking your we're taking your coronavirus uh, work confessions. Also at five seven five zero zero, mine for July twenty first, two thousand twenty. I'm wearing golf shorts in the studio. Oh, fun! Uh, so I mean, talking about people who are underdressed a little bit. This gives gal out here uh, <laughs> on the median uh, in her skivvies. I've got golf shorts on. I'm wearing well, I'm wearing a, a collared shirt to to uh, you know. Bring the I whole always, look you know me, I man. I'm always wearing ties. Always good for ties. you. Good for you. Good for you. All right, uh, Millard. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we gave that update. Look, it's not a it's not a show without giving an update like this. Okay. <laughs> this one says, "Really, Ethan? Good for her for owning it?" Question mark. Well, I think there's something to be said oh, for being off. able. to The car be... wasn't even broken. She drove off. Wow. Yeah. She so thought it'd be a nice some... piece of grass to just pull up on. I think there's something to be said yeah. for. Being comfortable, yeah, in yeah. your in your body. Oh, there you go. You know that's what I'm saying. That's yep. what I'm trying to say. All right, uh, <laughs> Alex, let's do this vacation club. Uh, Nightside Bra- vacation. Before club. that, Brandon wanted to mention too from last night's show. Does Yahoo recommend driving in underwear? 
They recommended all sorts of other weird things, so pro- I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. All right, Vacation Club, here we go. Let's get it started. The places you want to go and how to get there. It's the Nightside Vacation Club. Get a free night stay, but you have to stay for the whole presentation. All right. Are you uh, wanting to take that beach vacation no matter what? Are you just committed Well, experts say that heading to the beach is safer than many other activities, but it's not totally, totally without risk. So, um, Carrie Altoff, who's a Ph.D. and 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 an associate professor of epidemiology at Johns Hopkins, says the important thing to remember is outside activities are going to be lower risk than indoor activities. But when you're on the beach, if it's overly crowded... If people are not wearing masks, then that's a concern. Risk levels would obviously be going up. But that's, you know, and we've known this, right? Out, outdoor stuff, outside stuff. That's why in our neighborhood, we've been comfortable with our kids being out riding bikes with some friends, right? Yes, we've done that's, the same thing. Yes. That's been something that we felt like, okay, that's something that we, we can got handle our kids, in a reasonable We got our kids new bikes because we were like, hey, you're moving to a new neighborhood. Uh, let's get some bikes that are really functional and, and decent quality. And uh, there's a little there's a little trail right behind the house, and so they've been going out on it. So um, I wanted to make sure that they had every possibility to still be able to go out and do right. something, mm-hmm. because the number one fear of all parents is that the kids are just going to be sitting around during the pandemic and that they do nothing this summer. I don't know why parents are overthinking that. I mean, because your kids are sitting around it. all day anyway. So no, they're not. That's the thing is that like there have been a lot of opportunities that, that my kids have been shorted during all this. I mean, my kids' baseball, look, sports seasons have just started up. The ones that were supposed to start in, like, March and April, we're just, like, to the middle of them now in July. And we would have been done at the end of May. We're going to be done by the, by the early part of August with it. So there was a good, you know, chunk in there where they weren't doing any organized things. So the next thing that you need to know about your upcoming beach vacation is you need to do some homework ahead of time because some beaches are closed to sunbathing. Uh, <laughs> no kidding, because they not don't outside want crowds. Bro- not outside broadcast house, man. Open no, for business. No, no. Uh, you got a beautiful strand right there, right down the center of third <laughs> I love how the late. I love how the police were there in two seconds, and they shut that whole thing down, man. Good job. Way to go, SLCPD, baby. So, um, so... You need, you need to do your homework ahead of time because some beaches are allowing people up, to hang yeah. out, but you got to keep moving. You know, you can't lay out a blanket and an umbrella. You got to kind of keep moving there. They're enforcing that. Uh, number three, the third thing you need to know is even though you're outside, you still even though you're outside, you need to still maintain some social distancing, right? Even though those risks are lower, they're not completely gone. And uh, in terms of snack bars and restrooms, uh, treat it like any other public place. So. Stay away from other people. Wear a mask, and uh, be, but your beach vacation, according to experts, you can probably get away with it. Well, and most I, I I will remind people that you, when you think of just like uh, you know the beach in California, you think to yourself, oh, maybe you go to Seal Beach, maybe you go to Huntington Beach, or you know the stretches that are there. But I'm telling you, like uh, there are places where you aren't going to have another human being within uh, miles and miles and miles of you. You know, maybe it's not going to be those big, giant public beaches that everybody got, kind of uh, gathers on in, in these larger places in San Diego and in and in, uh, in Los Angeles or around the Los Angeles area. But like where my parents uh, used to live up in Washington, 
you could go up to the beach. Now, this is not the hang out and uh, swim in the water type of beach, but you being on the beach, uh, you know, up in the Seattle area, you can go to so many places where you're not going to see hardly anybody, you know? Yeah. And so that would be the homework that I would recommend is just go somewhere where you know that there's going to be barely anybody there. Well, and that's one of the benefits of living in a place that has consistently and persistent terrible weather. Because <laughs> you're just not going to see other Stop people. It. This time of year, underrated, man. Under, You know what? I'll do the people in Washington a favor. Yeah, it rains all the time there. Never go there. there you Is go. it nice this time of year? Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Really? Yes. Between between about, uh, I would say, June 15th and September 15th, you cannot. there's no better place to be on on the planet than the Seattle. Well, what do you do with the rest of the year? Because it's not a very long time. No, no, I believe bad, you that it's, it's beautiful. Bad. The rest of it is bad times. Mm. 100%. We had 100 days straight of precipitation my senior year in high school. Oh, geez. <laughs> Isn't that awful? Fun football season. Oh my gosh! You're so. Here's the other thing: practice fields in Washington. I'm also your playing fields are all uh, turf, right? Well, they'd have to be with that. But much back water, then, yeah. and back then, like, and even now, like, almost all schools, even here in like Utah, a lot of them are uh, the practice fields are even turf. But in Washington, and a lot of them are now too. But back then, they didn't have our practice fields were you know just dirt and grass. But you can't. It's just a mud field. So what they do. They would dump beach sand in the field and then spread it around because the beach sand would absorb it. So we were tackling each other on coarse beach sand. Oh, geez. <laughs> and putting our hands in muck. And uh, it was. And there's know. basically no grass on it anymore. Yeah, and- by the middle of the season, it was there was there was that whole stretch down the middle of the field that was just 100% dirt. Yeah. So yeah. Sounds fun. I just, I, so many hours of standing there, your coach telling you stuff. And just watching the rain drip off of your face mask. And then that little piece of consolation where you go, yeah, rain, you can't get right on my forehead right now because I've got a helmet on. <laughs> hey, um, I, got one other, it. I got one other thing for Vacation Club. What do you got? Uh, Royal Caribbean's Wonder of the Seas was scheduled to make its debut next year as the world's largest cruise ship. Uh-huh. But... Due to the coronavirus pandemic, Royal Caribbean says that ship's arrival is on hold indefinitely. It's under construction in France. It was set to be based out of Shanghai. The ship will be able to carry 6,000 passengers and 2,200 crew members if they can ever get it. <laughs> the answer is no way. The answer is no way. Royal Caribbean uh, has had to tell people that it's uh, going to, that sh- the disruption in shipyard operations means that they're not Can going just, to see. Okay, the numbers you just rolled out were what? 6,000 passengers, 2,200 crew. Yeah. You're talking about 8,200, almost 10,000 people. 10,000, uh, a mass of 10,000 people on a boat. This is how big these things are and how crazy it is to imagine you guys all gathering together I to know. eat to sleep, to go to the bathroom, all on the same dang ship. Don't do it right uh, now. It just, it sounds so amazing. No, it, it is. It sounds when, so amazing. It is when the Rona isn't around. No, I went to, so I went to the, um, I went to the Royal Caribbean website mm-hmm. to look at the wonder of the seas. Yeah, yeah. And no kidding. It is. It's a monstrosity. Oh, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's a floating island. It's a floating it's phenomenal. island. That's how big these things are. My hey, question is though, yeah. is that. Do they have enough rescue boats? Because I'm counting uh, like lifeboats. So are you talking about lifeboats? Yeah, like lifeboats. What's I'm amazing is, is you'll look at those lifeboats and be like, they look tiny. 
they fit like 400 per, they fit like 400 or 500 people a piece do they really because there's because along the one side i can see one two three four five six seven eight nine nine or ten some of it's covered up by maritime, this uh, maritime text. law says that you only have to save a tenth of the people and crew no <laughs> i was gonna see where you where the you titanic stood, rule where i was gonna see where you stood on cruises after that uh, no, that's not true. That's Come fine. on, man. I can swim. Fake news. Uh, Millard, we're going to take the break here when we come back. What did oh, you learn on the Night Project? We also have a Zen headline that I put in the rundown. Ethan, you got to go cool. through that one. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, yep. This text says, can you eat uh, as you walk along the beach, or is it like Disney where you have to stand still or sit while you eat? No, it's not like Disney. You can still eat while you go along the beach. So here we go. Taking the break. We're coming back. Reading your text. What did you learn? Five seven five zero zero is the text number. Stay with us, right? Nightside. We're all friends here. The Nightside Project on KSL News Radio. All right, welcome back. This is the Nightside Project. I'm Ethan Millard. He's Alex Curie. This is our last segment. Final segment of the day. Ethan, what did you learn days, tonight? A couple days uh, south of the four hundred number on the coronavirus uh, cases. Is it a is it a coincidence that the Nightside Project was renewed and was back for those first two days? No, I think I, think, so. I think clearly we're we're bending the curve yes. through the sheer power of this radio <laughs> this program. This radio program. So uh, tell your family and friends that uh, the Nightside Project <laughs> is really our most realistic hope. <laughs> tell your family and friends the Nightside Project has been curing coronavirus since 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, Millard, we got that music, which means. Uh, it's the end of the show. You can tell us what you learned. Five seven five zero zero is the text number. Five seven five zero zero. Oh, look at this! Uh, look at got? this text. What is it? So healthy. Uh, this is related to the Healthy Together app. Amy Donaldson was right. You remember when we had Amy Donaldson? <laughs> yeah, and on? you were like, and, and I just think we should all be tracked. And she's like, duh. She, did, she said, I don't like that app. She poo pooed like, the app. <laughs> Guys, hold your horses. She, she wanted to be right. I was so big on that app, but the problem is, is that they didn't. They it, it wasn't what they represented. They misrepresented it to us. Oh, it was never so here what comes it was Ethan. To be. Here comes Ethan. I, is this your apology? You no, said you were going I'm to apologize. I was tricked. I'm saying I was a victim. <laughs> I was a victim. Oh my goodness, that's like yeah, that's like that's like the prince of Nigeria saying he was a victim when he mm-hmm. when he rips you off. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody right, took my um, money from me. Uh, I learned this is the last day to enjoy a dirty Dr. Pepper before the world ends. That's, That's Fear right. Rocks. Uh, yeah, man, Chad well, Daybell. Have, Chad Daybell says the day the world's going to end uh, tomorrow, which is tough because I think he's still in the Madison or one of those counties in Idaho County Jail. So The Madison County <laughs> Jail. The Bridges of Madison County Jail. Here's uh, the deal. is I don't know. Now, it's not Madison County. It's the other one. Fremont? Anyway. I don't know what they got going on. I, what I do is I pretend like that place is so far away from me. I don't even know what goes on. Where are they, Ethan? Some part of Canada? Oh, southeast Idaho? Never heard of it. So mm-hmm. keep those. Keep those. Uh, if the if the world does end, you can send your shout outs to five seven five zero zero. Is the text number? Uh, have you guys ever gotten a ride in Chopper Five? That's a sensitive subject for Ethan. Yeah. Did no, you wanna, we never did. Did you want to answer it? Yeah, we never did. I tried to make that part of my employment contract. That, <laughs> that was my favorite part. Is he they laughed to, at me. What was great is the only they way that they wanted to cut my offer by 20%, I still took it. They only offered me to be able to do it uh, 
confronting as Santa Claus. Could you imagine trying to pretend that I'm Santa Claus? I would have done for it. Some, just for some for a photo op? I don't think so. Come on. You can't try to pretend like you're Santa Claus. Uh, five seven five zero zero second number. I learned that uh, I want to go to Seattle and go oh, to the yeah. beach. Big time. During this time, during the late time of year, because no one else is there, social distancing becomes easy. Yeah, it is. And I will say, late time of the year, though, November, December, basically the worst months in terms of the rain. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, you I've might- got a Zen headline here. Yeah, you, you do. picked. I put it in there. I was, I've been waiting for you to put to uh, roll it out here. Oh, does okay. that mean you're clicking on it and reading through it right now for the first time? <laughs> this is out of Memphis, Tennessee. Here we go. A young boy from Covington decided to give back to a neighbor of his after winning a bike at the Covington Parks and Rec Bike Park oh, yeah. grand opening. Chase won an MT bike and donated bike. by Planet <laughs> Memphis. Do they mean mountain bike or MT? Is the MT the brand? No, no, it's an MT bike. You got it. An empty bike. Go ahead. <laughs> a mountain bike donated by Bike the Planet Memphis, but had bigger plans for the prize. He gave the bike to someone who didn't have one, his neighbor Daniel. Nice job, Chase. Isn't I think phenomenal? it was cool. The picture in that, and, and obviously this is a radio program, so it's tough. He took it home and he said, you know what? I have a bike. Daniel doesn't. Daniel, here's a bike. Pretty cool. I love that. Well awesome. Done. So there's your there's your first, there's your... Uh, you guys, we're, we're going to be fine. Yeah. We're going to be fine. Yeah. I we mean, the world's going to gonna end on that note, but you know. It'll be tomorrow. Uh, but, be to- <laughs> but seriously, though, you know, we'll get through this. We said to keep our heads up and uh, we'll be fine. I mean, look at this guy. Chase. Look at Chase. Chase is the evidence. What would have been great was if Chase delivered it to Daniel's house and Daniel's family was like, great, just leave it on the porch and then step away. I'm going to need you to be on the on the porch or I'm going to need you to be on the sidewalk while I uh, sanitize this. Then they get out, they spray it all down with the masks on. Then they go, thank you, go back in the door and shut the door. Boom. Gone. That's what 2020 God. has turned into. Nobody cares about the human personal touch anymore. No, they sure don't. Uh, Ethan, did you see that dozens of latent homeowners were uh, welcomed into an HOA that they had no idea that they were going to be a part of? What? Oh, yeah. What happened? It's an amazing deal. Yeah. So um, it appears there was a massive mistake on the part of the developer, and the homeowners are going to have to pay for maintenance that was never disclosed to them when they moved in. Layton, um, Layton City Attorney says it's all because the developer made the mistake. So why isn't the developer paying it then? See, but see, that never happens, though, because we, we see, and I don't, I don't know what it is, and someone needs to take a look at this, because we've seen, and we see this regularly, Utah homeowners that are left holding the bag for a mistake that the developer made and, and probably maybe knew about it. Um, crazy things. Um, but there's something that protects them. Mm. There's something that protects them. Something in the law makes it so that, you know, for the most part, these crazy things that we see are, uh, they can just walk away from it. Well, they said for the time being, as long as landscaping is kept relatively neat, uh, this new CCNR that the, that's been thrown at them, uh, they will not enforce the ordinance on the homeowners. I thought that was very nice. As long as they keep it 
absolutely perfect. They will not have the ordinance uh, something held them. Something fishy is going on because they don't have to have an HOA. <laughs> someone's trying to get it's someone. Some, they need it's to look easy, into this some, more. It's a, some retroactive uh, payments coming their way, man. Because they, they don't have to have an HOA. Uh, so what is it suddenly? Why is now the developer saying, well, I guess the only way to do it is this way? Millard, we're out of time. We're going to be back tomorrow. You can complain about it tomorrow. We'll get a little bit more information on it. For Ethan Millett, I'm Alex Keery. Thanks for joining us on the program. We'll see you again tomorrow. KSL.